As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of New Money with Spencer and Solo. I'm Solo Cisse, and today we have an episode that's near and dear to my heart. We're gonna be joined by That Denver Guy and Cole from the Roadie Bros. We're gonna talk about gaming, where their market's going, and whether they dabble into crypto. We appreciate you guys for joining us here today. Hope you enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? This is Spencer Dinwiddie. And I'm Solo Cisse. And this is New Money, brought to you by Coindesk. And today, we actually have a couple of virtual guests. That's why we're the only two on the couch. And um, I'm actually going to let them introduce themselves. Oh, you got the polite. Good to meet you guys. I'm, <laughs> you can call me Rody, also known as Rody Bros on YouTube. So, Denver, over to you. Uh, Denver, I go by uh, that Denver guy. My, my real name is Denver, and I also have Den Top 10. So, two channels. Uh, one hit one million, and uh, yeah, we're just we're just rocking and rolling on YouTube, us too. Big time, big time. So the Roadie Bros, how'd you guys get into gaming originally, and you know what what games were you playing growing up, and walk us through that whole process. Yeah, so for me, mine actually started when I was like three years old at the barber shop. They they had like a Nintendo sixty four there way back in the day, and so started on that. My brothers and I grew up with two brothers, and. Uh, you know, we played sports all day and then we'd come home and we'd, you know, try to kill each other in games too. So <laughs> and, uh, Same here. Yeah, that's how I got into it. Yeah. Yeah. Sports, Pokemon early on, Pokemon Red, Blue, the old school brick Game Boys, uh, man, Nintendo 64 all the way up, Madden football, uh, NBA Jam way back in the day, man, all the way up to somehow we ended up with Fortnite. I don't, I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> So what made you guys realize you wanted to make a career out of it, right? Like you've been playing, you know, your entire lives. It was enjoyment. When does it turn into, you know, I want to make money off of this. I want to support my family. You know, Denver, obviously, congratulations, you know, on your growing family and stuff like that. So we'd want to know. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. So I was teaching. I was teaching fourth grade. Um, I switched to PE after a couple of years. So I taught fourth grade for four years. And I just thought, you know what? I'm a, I'm a gamer. I love teaching. Why don't I just do tips videos and just see what happens. I love teaching. I love gaming. Let's combine them. Let's see what happens. And then who would have thought years later, it'd be like my full-time profession wife and I get to stay home. You know, we got two kids and I get to spend all day with them. Of course I, you know, I put the work in, but a lot of the time they go to bed and I'm at the computer working, but yeah, I love it. It's such a blessing. Yeah. For me, it was, uh, I was in college running cross country and track and yeah, I always gamed on the side, you know, like I started when I was super young and then got into competitive Call of Duty a little bit through high school. But 
I mean, Spencer, you understand when you're doing athletics, man, trying to compete at a high level, you don't have a lot of time to yeah. be working on like a YouTube channel or anything like that on the side. So in college, I just decided I was like, if I'm going to be gaming, I got to do something with it. So I started making videos and then Fortnite came out and it took off. So. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you. Makes sense. I mean, I feel like one thing I also noticed too, and, and and we talked about this like a year ago at this point. You know, gaming gaming's a hustle, right? Like, you know, it's a it's you got to be committed to it. You got to put content out. You got to edit it high quality. How do you differentiate yourself? And then you also got to be on Twitch and building that community. You know, for those people who oftentimes you know don't monetize in the same way, right? Like they don't they don't pay. Like we've been conditioned to not pay to watch people to play in the same way that we mm-hmm. pay to watch Spencer play. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's not that Mm -hmm. different. Right. Like, but at the end of the day, you know, the way in which are drastically different, the ways that you monetize. So, like, can you just talk a little bit about that, the dynamics about that and stuff? Yeah, for sure. You know, of course, you got to do everything, whatever you're putting your time into. You know, it's something a lot of YouTubers have to break is like you almost feel guilty for making money doing video games at the beginning. And then it just becomes, you know what, I'm putting my time in. I put, you know, and Cole can tell you guys, too. And, and, you know, anything, anything you want to be great at. You got to put hours and hours in every single day. I mean, what's what's there to feel guilty at? Like pulling value out of that and making making as much money as you can. You know, you can get paid ten dollars an hour. You can get paid twenty dollars an hour. You can get paid a hundred dollars an hour. And it's like, which one would anybody choose? They would always want the most for the time they're putting in. So that's what it came down to me. I could I, I love teaching. You know, I was changing lives, and of course, you make money, and that's what I signed up for. You don't make a whole lot. But, you know, in the end, it's time at home with family, time to go and travel and do the things I want to do. I mean, it was an easy choice for me. That's that's really dope. Some of the games you actually mentioned, um, I played, you know what I'm saying? So Madden and, and, yeah. and Pokemon, the those old games. So I was, mm-hmm. was kind of actually surprised because typically when we think of games that are easily monetized, we think of the Call of Duties and the Fortnites. And um, right. actually right now, Cole, I know you're in the middle of a, a pretty large tournament. Um, how does competitive gaming fit into your online persona and just life in general yeah so it it was pretty natural for me i think when i started youtube you know i was it's really hard to get views at first like denver can attest to this when you first get on it it's like there's these youtubers with millions of subscribers they're gonna get recommended above you and so like i started out and i was like all right i gotta do like these really clickable videos like how to win a game of Fortnite and stuff like that but as i grew you know i always went towards that competitive side And I think there's a really big market out there for watching people that can make entertaining content at the top of any game, really. It's not just Fortnite. It's, you know, you see it in Call of Duty. You see it really in anything, Valorant, any all these new upcoming competitive games. So uh, it's been huge for me is just, you know, I'll do a top level tournament, but I'll do a challenge in there. And then I'll end up making more from the video than the person who got first place in the tournament. (laughs) And so, you know, it just works out really well that way. Got you, got you. No, that makes sense. I mean, I think, you know, one thing we've talked about, and obviously, you know, shout out to our friend Chris, Epi Chris, at him. He's great. You know, obviously, we talked a lot about kind of that process and how you build that persona and build that community, um, you know, of those diehard fans that you ultimately turn around and, you know, wish to monetize. So, like, I guess, like, what was, like, that ascension like? Because, you know, you have, we have a lot of creators on the show, and, you know, different platforms have different sorts of, you know, growing pains, right? You think about the TikToks of the world and the virality that comes with that. You know, it can be very overnight at some points in time, but it seems for gaming, it's it's a little bit more saturated in that way. And, you know, it's it, it's a little bit harder. You don't necessarily just go viral and have a community that you can monetize. Right. So, like, can you guys talk about, like, you know, what it was like for you guys personally and like maybe some of your friends? It takes a long time. 
years. Um, you know, I, t I tell anybody, I'm like, and I even teach a, a YouTube course and I, one of the first things I tell them, I'm like, it's really hard and it's going to take, it's going to take a couple years at least. Right. It's like, you know, the people who rise fast in content creation seem to die just as fast. You know what I mean? Okay. So it takes, you know, you, you get that first video that hits a hundred views and then you get one that hits a thousand and it's just long over, over time you hit this like snowball and it's not a straight line, right? It never is. But all of a sudden, after like a couple years of grinding, you hit something and then you hit it again, you hit it again. And it takes a long time to, you know, build community and, and as you get to the point where that snowball is just rolling and all you got to do is make sure it doesn't, you know, hit a tree on the way down. And it just, it just keeps on going, but it takes years to get to any kind of point of uh, big continuous success on YouTube. Yeah. I, I think uh, as Denver's trying to say too, I think the first like hundred subscribers, then the first thousand, like those are really, really hard at first. And I think mm -hmm. it's something that a lot of people can't even get past is like, I, I remember I was in college, I'd finish a workout. I'd have like a 6 a.m. workout, go to class all day, try to maintain a long distance relationship. Then uh, I'd be up Oof. till 3 a.m. working yeah. on a on a YouTube video, <laughs> you know? It's stuff like that that gets you off the ground. But once you get off the ground, it goes, you know, you're kind of rolling there. And, and as far as monetization early on, I don't know about Denver, but when I got into YouTube, if you saw somebody do a sponsored video, more of the comments would be like, wow, this guy's a sellout or something like that <laughs> yeah. rather than yeah, fans would get know. mad at you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's kind of, yeah, I remember, I remember my first, yeah, it is shifting big time. And we actually joined like, uh, or I, I joined a group early on big YouTubers and we called ourselves the sellouts <laughs> because <laughs> that's kind of what you get called, you know, but, but then again, you know, it's these days, you know, just like athletes, it's like, you know, it's cool when you, when you get the bag. Now, everybody's proud of you. Everybody's happy. Your community celebrates that. It's awesome, man. The whole culture shifting and it's about time. Cause you know, us gamers, right. We don't just sit down and play a game, put it on YouTube. I mean, that's eight hours to make a single video. And yeah. you know, yeah. if you can get sponsored for it, then cool. No, I mean, I, I was going to talk about uh, you guys talking about grinding up and it being kind of a slow curve mm -hmm. uh, to start. It's kind of a microcosm for life. So in any sport and, and, and gaming included, right, when you're building that community, it is kind of that grind. But to your point, I think um, it, it's celebrated being able to monetize that, get the bag. And, and, and that's something that obviously our app and what we're building is, is here to try to mm -hmm. continue to service that in this kind of uh, new money wave brought to you by Coindesk. <laughs> Love that. Right. I mean, I think right. one thing I was thinking about too is kind of, you know, we talked about this a little bit too. And like, you know, you said that you grind at it, you grind at it, but I feel like a lot of what I see, at least in gaming and don't quote me, I'm not, you know, I'm not that deep into this space, but there's sort of that level of, you know, authenticity and sort of like, you know, you, you have your niche, right? Like you grow in a, in a community and I know that you, you, you're label yourself as a Fortnite guy, for example, right? Like, you know, how do you, how do you grow and do different things? Cause over time, like Fortnite's going to be around, but is it going to be around in 10 years? Right? Like how do you guys, right. you know, reconcile that, right? Like in the identity you can build, because, you know, ultimately it is your livelihood and it's already so tough to monetize. So it's like, you know, having to start over again might be detrimental, right? So like, how do you, how do you guys think about that? Do you get pigeonholed into a certain game or genre? Paul's probably got a good answer for this one. He's been doing it. Yeah. So you actually do the first thing you blow up on, like, which was for me, Fortnite tips and tricks, you mm -hmm. get known for that. Like, and that's what, you know, I, I was known as the Fortnite controller tips and tricks guy. And for the longest time, it was hard for me to do any videos outside of that because they would do worse. And then, you know, I'd be like, all right, I got to go back to what works. <laughs> and yep. 
it wasn't until July, actually a year ago today, I just sat down and I was like, dude, I gotta, you know, I'm a competitive person. I, I love to compete and I gotta put me into my content. So people start following me for that rather than, you know, just for the tips and tricks. And so I, I did a complete 180 and, you know, I got lucky, like right away started taking off. My audience loved it. And now, uh, now my brand's completely different than it was a year ago. So yeah, I kind of watched Cole go through this like transformation, you know, where it was all about the game. And then he transformed that into the focus on himself, right? Himself as a brand, as opposed to just representing a game, which is awesome, man. He, you know, especially it's easier if you use like face cam and stuff, which I never really used. Uh, but Cole really connects with his community. And I mean, when Fortnite ends, I mean, Cole's going to be able to jump on to the next one. I actually haven't uploaded in about three or four months. I've been moving into uh, channel management and content create like content strategy for some bigger channels. And, uh, you know, at that point, I was like, I was so pigeonholed into what I was doing, which is like Fortnite tips and then into Fortnite news. And, you know, I, I wasn't really marketing myself. And so I could start that now. But like Cole was saying, it's a tough process to all of a sudden go, hey, care about me now, right? This is me and you should care. And, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With that being said, it's something I ask all of our people that join us on this show. Where do you guys invest your money? And is there a specific place that YouTubers tend to gravitate towards in terms of as an investment sector. Denver, you want to lead cool. off? Yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll take it because I love investing, honestly. And I, I probably put way too much money into cryptocurrency at this point. <laughs> and, uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, as, it, as it's hitting, I mean, it hit a massive peak, right? And it's coming back down. And, you know, Bitcoin's probably where I have about 50% of my portfolio. Of course, I had to jump on the Dogecoin train. Now we're down to what, 20 cents or something. But who knows? You know, maybe years from now, just like the stock market, you know, it goes up and it goes down, it goes up and down. And, you know, I'm thinking crypto. I, 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 you know, I trust in the future of crypto just because I think, you know, dollar, paper money, especially as the world becomes more connected, we're going to need something to trade regardless of the country that you're in. But I think, I think Bitcoin, you know, all these uh, ADA is a, is a favorite coin of mine. I've, I've got a lot of money in that. But other than that, you know, typical investments, I'm on Robinhood. I've got, uh, you know, retirement funds. Uh, it's all about that compounding interest, right? Letting your money make more money. That's, that's, that's the goal. I mean, that's very interesting too, because I think from my perspective, I feel like gamers, you know, maybe it's because you guys just hustle different, right? Like y'all hustle different. So <laughs> yeah. I think when it comes to like, you know, looking at those different ways to make money, because, you know, in, in your world, it's just so hard to monetize the 
intrinsic community that you have? Like, do you find that that's mm. the reason why that you find a lot of gamers into crypto and stuff like that? Like y'all are in discord, y'all chatting crypto and stuff like, I, like, what is it? Cause like, it's, it's very interesting cause we have varying degrees of people on our show, you know, every now yeah. and then. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, don't know much about crypto. A lot of them know some of it, but mm -hmm. I feel like I, I find that a lot of gamers are into it. Like, do you have a lot of friends? Yeah, Cole and was telling me he's, he's not super into crypto and stuff like that. I feel like anybody who's not yet probably will be soon. But yeah, Cole was like, man, I, you know, I've got to, I've got to get more, uh, more involved with us. Hold on. This is new money brought to you by Coindesk. Kick them off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was about to correct Denver there. I've actually been in crypto for a little over a year now. Uh, so maybe Bring the last on. time we talked about this. Yeah, there we go. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I've been in. on for a while. I actually, uh, I, I, I'm really careful about talking about my investments, especially I, I've recommended stuff in the past to like friends or family yeah. and, you know, they'll invest and then when it's at a high, you know, it goes down a little bit and they're like, dude, oh, yeah. what happened? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> I didn't tell you to get into it. You know? So, right. Um, I mean, that's how you, uh, yeah, that's no, how you I've walk home to Thanksgiving and not have a, a plate at the table. <laughs> you know, I gotta eat. Yeah. Everybody I, wants I to be buddy, an FA. I had a buddy of mine. We, we were investing in link, right? Chain link. And I, you know, I'm all about it. I got a lot of money in it. I, I'm, you know, I'm waiting for the future of this and it, it could be years from now. Who knows? But I told him right at the very peak and he bought it like almost the literal top, top set. And then it just crashed. And I was like, Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing you can do. Right. I mean, five, 10 years from now, maybe, you know, maybe he'll be thanking me. Who knows? No, nah, I definitely think in five, 10 years, he's probably going to be saying your praises, but with that being said, and some of the uh, stories you just gave us, probably a perfect segue. This is New Money, brought to you by Coindesk, but we are not financial advisors, neither myself, nor Solo Denver or Cole. Do your own mm -hmm. research. This, again, is not financial advice. Let's keep it rolling. You know, great point. Like you said, nobody, you got to do your own research and stuff like that. But like, I guess those conversations that you have with your with your friends that are, you know, influencers as well. And like, obviously you trade, you invest and stuff. Like, what do you really think the impact is, you know, outside of that, like in terms of bringing it to your community, right? Like the integration of crypto into gaming, right? Like, where do you see that going? Like, you know, Sony's, the Microsoft's of the world and integrating that into the games. Because yeah. to me, it seems like a very natural segment, right? Like we've moved into the world where we're tokenizing things. That makes a lot of sense. You know, moving to tokenizing people with, you know, what we're working on, you know, at Galaxy and our app. Right. But ultimately kind of, you know, moving into that digital world, right? Where you had those skins on Fortnite that were going crazy yeah. and like things yep. like that, oh, right? Yeah. Like, how do you guys see that really impacting the world of gaming? I mean, it's it's nothing new, right? I mean, if you think about how many years now we've been trading real money for in-game currency, I mean, what's the difference? It's just making it a little more official. It's a universal way to be able to transfer goods online, right? So if you look at like NFTs and art, right? Now we have this online art that, you know, is digital and, you know, it seems like anybody can kind of make it. I don't fully understand it yet, but it's pretty cool to watch. Like with through Ethereum, people can purchase these NFTs and then they have a, a unique piece of art. So the same way I would hang a piece of art on my wall, all of a sudden I now have a digital piece of art that nobody else in the world has. People can see that I purchased it, that I'm the owner and for how much. It's pretty crazy. But again, there's nothing new. You know, we've been given our real money for online currency and that's just going to progress. You know, it's just going to get bigger and bigger in our in our Internet world. Yeah. And I, I think to that point, the, the really special part about that is a story that Solo tells all the time. Um, when he was going to go buy his car and the bank was closed, right? Like what we'll see is, 
you know, money not only being exchanged for this digital money or this currency, as you said, on video games or Bitcoin, for example, but the frictionless movement across borders, right? It's going to be able to flow as easy as a text message. And I think that's really mm -hmm. one of the, the best innovations and, and truest things of what this kind of shift in terms of, of technology and how it applies to macro finance in terms of one of the biggest positive benefits, right? Money and value just being able to flow pretty seamlessly, but also verifiable and, and, and trusted, right? So to me, that's mm -hmm. what NFTs are all Spanks. about, right? It's, it, like you said, it's knowing that it's one of one. You know, as the market matures, I think it'll be great because, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to trade uh, apples to apples, right? You'll have other RPs to trade against. Right now, um, it's a little bit immature, so you can't always trade that art because you might have an art piece and, you know, nobody really wants to trade with you. So you're kind of stuck with it if you didn't want to have right. it. But um, in, in terms of, like I said, the, the quote unquote Internet money, Bitcoin, et cetera, like that, that frictionless kind of flow and, and being able to work 24 seven is, is something that I think is extremely attractive about this technology. For sure. And I think also Trash. on that point, too, so, like I think just the idea of like when you want to bring it to mass audiences in the way that they look at it, it's got to it's got to be that familiar thing. And you think in the world of gaming, right, like, you know, having NFTs that created some call to action that allowed, you know, fans to like, you know, be able to do you know, or, or players or whoever. Um, to kind of level up in the game in different ways and like create that sort of additional complexity to, you know, a game is going to change the, the landscape forever. And then even, you know, as a content creator for you guys, right, like being able to, you know, have that stuff integrated into your guys' product offerings is going to be massive for engagement. And like Denver says, like it's not anything new. It's just people like scarce items, right? Whether it's built on a blockchain, right, right. whether it's not, that could definitely make its way there. I think one of the best things that, that we've kind of learned from this specific segment is internet money, how we've already, you know, been, been exchanging cash or fiat currencies for, you know, the, these digital in-game currencies and how it being an extent, Bitcoin somewhat being an extension of that type of concept, obviously on, on blockchain, et cetera. So much more verified, dotted by governments, et cetera, much more official, but that it's actually not quite the departure from things that humans and gamers and people have already been doing for, shoot, several decades now. So understanding mm -hmm. that it's actually more familiar when we kind of let our guard down and are more receptive to it, I think that's one of the things that's probably the biggest takeaway from this segment. And with that being said, you know, this is uh, Spencer Dinwiddie with New Money, um, brought to you by CoinDesk. I'm, I'm joined by Denver and Cole and my co-founder on Galaxy Solo Cisse. And uh, thank you again. This is us signing out. Thank you again for watching. Appreciate you guys for joining.